Hello. Uh, welcome to the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I am your host, Dexter Kearley. Thank you for joining me tonight or this morning or this afternoon or whenever you may be listening to this. For me, it's 10.15 at night. And um, it was kind of funny because <clears throat> I've been wanting to do a podcast for a couple of days, but uh, we just moved into our new house. So we packed up the old house and uh, we actually signed both closing papers at uh, the same time, the same day. So we had a few uh, busy weeks. I mean, fixing stuff in the old house um for the people to move in like it was kind of an interesting experience because um i had been in my last house for 8 years and um and i'd been slowly working on it i mean when when i bought that place it was pretty rough um and i mean it was just it was just kind of run down and the fence was broken down, and it was just, uh, which it was still, I mean, a great little house. It, I saw a ton of potential in it, but I've had, I had to redo a lot of the plumbing and fix some stuff, and I put a back deck and a back patio. I had a climbing wall in the garage, um, some some flower beds behind. I mean, I did a lot, and the fence, I built the whole fence, and um it was just interesting because as I was moving out, I started th- seeing things, and I was like, "Man, I gotta fix that. I gotta fix that." Because right? the the people that were moving in there, I wanted them to move into this house and have this. <clears throat> like, whenever I first moved into that house, I was like wide eyed with like potential and possibilities. Like, I just I saw all these memories that I was gonna have there uh, preemptively. I saw the potential of having these memories. So I was always excited about that house. I'm still excited about that house. I think it's a great little house. And um, so I just wanted to make sure that whoever it was moving in there had the same sort of experience of, um, you know, just being excited about a place. So anyway, it's been a busy few days. Uh, so this has gotten pushed off. And uh, I would, I'm wanting to have this, this show... Uh, be a lot more, um, a lot more interview, or have a lot more interviews on it, excuse me, um, but with the hecticness of my schedule recently, um, in moving houses, and then working, um, also doing some part-time stuff, and just, you know how it is when it rains, it pours, um, I haven't been able to consistently be able to schedule with like somebody you know my schedule is too jam-packed to be flexible enough to uh work stuff out but i have some great guests in the uh bullpen would it be i don't know um i've got several people that i've talked to and that i'm going to within the next few weeks contact and have them on for the show um but so um, let me go ahead and throw out some thank yous for this past move that we had. Um, my buddy Wade, um, helped me out. My buddy James helped me out. Uh, James was on the podcast I'm trying to remember. I don't, I can't remember what episode it is. I'm too lazy to look it up, but 
Um, he was on one of my earlier episodes, um, James Arredondo, check him out. Um, he has Atlas Supplement Company. Uh, if you're into, if you need like some supplements, pre-workout, he has pre-workouts and he also has BCAAs, branch chain amino acids. So if you need any of those, hit him up. Um, but he, uh, showed up and you know, everybody's had, everybody's busy. He's busy. I'm busy. Um, but he went out of his way to make sure he could show up. It was pretty cool of him. Nice of him. So Wade and then, so Wade and Pierce, um, they own a moving company, the Fireman Movers. And if you're in the Amarillo area and you need any moving, um, I'm not going to drop their number on this, but hit me up. Uh, and I can put you in contact with them. They do, they move furniture and boxes and anything. So, um, but I got to borrow all of their equipment. Um, they didn't schedule anything on that day. And that was a huge help having all their equipment and Wade showed up for a while. (coughs) Excuse me. And then I had a couple buddies, my buddy, Chris, who is an earlier podcast guest as well. Chris Riley, um, my buddy, Mike and Brandon, both came through and they it was crazy because i really underestimated the amount of shit we had not to say that i didn't know we had a lot but it's one of those things when you when you look at your own stuff and you try to imagine it compressed i don't know maybe maybe it's just built into our psychology that we always think that it's less than it is um but we filled up a big old U-Haul moving truck, pretty much jam-packed, and we had to make two loads. So if I hadn't had those dudes help, I would have been screwed. And then a big shout-out to Manny Rosales as well. We, uh, he owns Liberty Steam Cleaners. Um, he does like he does uh, carpets and upholstery, and I think he can, he can clean anything pretty much. He's got the equipment... Um, but anyway, he showed up. We had <coughs> in this new house we have two rooms, which I don't know if you noticed the difference in the audio quality. If that my environment perhaps sounds and maybe feels different, um, but this room, the office that at our new house has carpet in it, as well as like really nice windows, and we're a little bit further from I forty, so I feel like it's a lot quieter environment, but. The two rooms that had carpet in them, we needed them cleaned, so we hollered at Manny, and it was funny because he came over the first day, so I wanted to get him in to the house before we had anything in the rooms, just so it was easy to clean, and then we could move everything in. Um, (laughs) So I planned for him to be here at, like, closing, closing day at 3 o'clock. Well, the U-Haul had to be back, blah, blah, blah. So I'm unloading stuff out of the back of this U-Haul. And so instead of cleaning my carpets, he just helps me unload the entire U-Haul. Which I've known Manny for years now. since As long as I've been on the fire department, I've known Manny. Um, But it was cool of him because he kind of... I mean, he was showing up to do a job, but he postponed the job to... Uh, help me move all my shit out, and, um, you know, he's a busy dude, he's got uh, a big family and stuff, but anyway, 
Shout out to all of those peeps. And I'm oh, and my mother in law as well. She was a big help. She um showed up. She came up for she was planning on coming up before we even sold our house just for Mother's Day weekend. Um but while she was up she helped us do a lot of unpacking and I mean, just helped us watch Emmett while Shannon unpacked and moved everything around. So those, all those people, uh, big shout out to them. It was a huge help. Um, so uh, now I'm in my new hood, um, new house. It's an interesting feeling. Um, I took a few laps running the other day. It was pretty cool. It's a lot hillier neighborhood. So it's going to be interesting, and it has a lot of uh, bike lanes, so the roads are really wide. It's nice. It's interesting. It's going to take me a little bit of getting used to, honestly, but pretty cool. Um, It's really interesting because, so I live, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) so I live now across the street from the school I went to elementary school at. Um, so I did kindergarten first and second grade at the school that now is across the street. So it's very interesting because I'm like at the beginning of all this new stuff, like this podcast is still very new to me. Um, I mean, Emmett's about to be two years old, so I've only known that dude for two years. So that's pretty new. Um, and in the large scale of being married, Um, Me and my wife haven't been married that long, you know, like five years. So um, I'm new at that. So I've got all these like new things that are starting up in my life. And I like feel this momentum with that. Um, But I'm inside like I'm living in the shadow of my old life. So the school that I look at whenever I look out of my front door is the same school I was walking up to kindergarten at. So it's like crazy to imagine how I've gone full circle from moving from Amarillo, Texas to living in Winston-Salem to moving back to getting on the fire department to buying my old house to now buying my new house and being right where I started. Um, Very close to like my childhood home, my first childhood home. So um, a new hood, but an old life. It's very interesting. I've um, it's been tripping me out over the past couple of days. And I've been trying to process it with Shannon. I'll do better uh, later, but just to let you know, that's going to probably be on my mind for the next uh, little bit. So, um, also, I was going to give a, sh- a couple of shout outs right here at the beginning to um, some events that are going to be happening in Amarillo over the next couple of months. So, first off is... Let's start with May 19th. There's a six, new brewery in town, Six Car Brewery. Um, they are having an event with Christy Hayes. I guess it's maybe their grand opening or something. <clears throat> but that's May 19th. Um, the uh, Toadies are playing at Hoots May 17th. That, that'll probably be a pretty cool show. So... Um, Zach Quine, so during my live podcast with Ginny and Zarello, I talked a little bit about Zach Quine, who, um, was a friend of mine. I got a blog post up on my website about a time I went rock climbing in Mexico with my buddy Zach Quine, and I tore my finger, 
Um, but on that trip, we end up talking to these two guys. <clears throat> and <clears throat> one of the craziest experiences of my life, I'll go ahead and um, dive, deep dive here real quick. But so when we were down in Mexico, we had these rest days. Like you can only rock climb so many days in a row before you just need to give your body like a day off. Let your skin heal up a little bit. Let your joints chill out. You know, just let your muscles relax and take some of the strain off of them and let them recuperate. So we were having one of these rest days. And these two guys from Colorado, I believe they were, um, they were there in a car. They had a Subaru there. And most people didn't have cars there. You just kind of hitchhiked back and forth to town. And you took a cab from the airport, so you didn't have a, a vehicle up there. Um, but these guys had a car, and they were staying at the same campsite as us, and they were like, hey, let's go to, uh, they heard about these hot springs that were a short, they said very specifically short drive away. Um, anyhow, we hop in with like several of the other friends that were down there with my buddy Zach and like my buddy Zach was hang like riding in the very back in the hatchback of this Subaru and it was really low riding like a like WRX one you know like more of like a rally like Cooper I don't exactly know my cars but anyway um my buddy Zach was in the hatchback we were four deep in the three seat back seat you know and um everybody was jam-packed in there we're just cruising ended up being like two and a half hours away we ended up stopping at this abandoned church in the middle of nowhere um go to these hot springs anyway all this to say during that ride um to the hot springs these dudes were playing the toadies and i had kind of heard of the toadies um you know but they were like um i think i was kind of young whenever they were really big so i never really caught their caught their wave i knew who they were but i never really listened to it but we listened to their entire album um it was one of the cds that these this dude had and uh it was awesome it was just really fun it was one of the funnest memories of my life but anyway toadies are playing at hoots may 17th i don't wait may 17th when is today? Today is the 14th, so only a couple of days. I will be in Colorado uh, getting ready to run the Colfax Half Marathon. But uh, if somebody goes to that and you hear this podcast, let me know how that show goes because I would I really hate missing them. Like I feel like one of the things that Amarillo has missed for a long time is having high-caliber bands coming through. Um, so I really do want to see the live music scene pick up and be able to support bringing some like larger and classic bands in you know so let's see also this coming weekend may 20th is the height keach and i live at leftwoods these dudes reached out to me a while back about being on the podcast but sadly it's this they're coming in town the same weekend i'm going to be up in uh up in Denver, running the Colfax half. So, um, I'm giving them some shout-outs. I'm hoping that people go to their show. Um, but they're coming through town. They seem, just from the little email exchange they and the music that they have, they both sent me their um, most recent EPs on Bandcamp. Oh, uh, <coughs> 
excuse me, where you can listen to them. So go to Bandcamp, look these dudes up. Um, uh, let's see, they're coming through May 20th. We got the Bad Magic Music Festival, May 26th. Um, I've talked with a couple, well, one of the girls that is organizing this event about being on the podcast, and hopefully, um, things will slow down in the next week or two. Um, once I get back from that race, I'm going to try to sit down with a few of the organizers of that event and have a conversation, chit chat. Um, but I think that I I haven't ever actually had the opportunity to go to this Bad Music Music Festival or Bad Magic Music Festival. But um, I know a lot of people who do, and they've always said it was fun, and it's a cool park. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be some really cool vendors um, and street, you know, I think Yellow City Street Food and a couple of other um, food trucks are going to be parked there. Sounds like it's going to be a cool event. Look into it. And then, of course, June Jazz. Um, the first one is June 5th at Amarillo College. And they just kind of do it in the middle courtyard. And they set up on these little steps. And people sit in the grass. Kids run around. People drink wine, have a beer, and listen to some good local jazz. Um, I don't can't tell you the names of any of the bands I've seen there, but typically it's like a professor. I mean, it's high level jazz musicians that are uh, throwing down some some really cool stuff. So check all of those events out, and don't ever say that Amarillo doesn't have anything to do because there's a lot of shit to do in Amarillo. So, um, as well as other stuff. So like there is a lot of other stuff going on. So. Um, direct message me if you're bored and you're looking for cool indie art, um, slash fun things to do, whatever. Because there's also a few, uh, pop-up art shows that have been going on. This dude named Keegan Hollis, he's actually friends with Hayden Pedigo, who's been on the podcast. And they, they've been doing these real cool little house shows and art is exhibit things. I mean... I'm not super well cultured, but what they're doing is cool. So um, check all that jazz out. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so Instagram, you can hit me up on Instagram, Paynell Primate, um, or Facebook. I have a page called Paynell Primate Podcast. Uh, you check my, my website, www.paynellprimate.com. Oh, squarespace.panelprimate.com um and then give me a review on itunes if you've made it 19 minutes into this ramble this is just the intro you haven't even gotten to the show yet i mean let that sink in we're at 1940 i'm by myself in a room and we're at 19 minutes i can't believe it so anyway leave me a review on itunes give me like a three star give me a two star whatever you think it's worth uh, also leave me a little note that you know you can people read those reviews um whenever they're like hey they might see this pop up on their facebook because they're friends with me from high school or they knew me one time or we drank a beer next to each other 
so they get my Facebook whenever I share it on Facebook. And then they click on it, and they're like, huh, okay, I kind of remember this dude. Let me, well, let me click on it. Let me see. Okay, he has this many reviews, and these people are saying this. So this is your opportunity to, like, curate uh, the people who listen to this podcast. If you hate it so far, you can make sure that other people don't even give it a chance. If you like it so far, maybe you can say, hey, make it past minute 20, um, and it kind of maybe gets better. I don't know. Uh, but leave me a review. Uh, leave me some stars, whatever. All of that stuff somehow helps me. This is the thing. is It's all free. I don't want... Well, I don't know. Some of the events I mentioned might do cover charges, but I'm not making any money off of it. So it's all free, you know? All I'm asking you to do is give me a couple of clicks and type a couple of keys. It'd be cool. It would cite me up. It's the thing. This is the thing. Every one of those I get, I go to Shannon and I say, Hey, they gave me a review. They left me some stars. And I'm super excited. She gets to see me excited. Emmy gets to see me excited. It's a good thing for my family, I guess, is what I'm saying, for you to give me a review. So, all of that being said, I'm going to jump into my first song, which is um, a song by Joey Badass. Off of, let me see here. I'm going to have to pull this up real quick because I forgot to write down the uh, information about the album. And I want y'all to be able to check this dude out. He's one of my favorite rappers. He has like um, a Wu-Tang style. Very New York-y. Um, very, I mean, just good. And all of, his, all of his raps are next level. I mean, it's really cool because... Um, I don't know. You can you can listen to it, and each time you can kind of understand it a little bit deeper, or it maybe like shows a little bit different some to you. But um, I guess I have to I have to throw out a warning um, if uh, explicit language bothers you, or if you are squeamish, uh, or if you were a child, uh, you might want to skip ahead a few minutes. But this is a dope song. I really like it, so I am about to play it for you. Um, enjoy. This is Joey Badass, Christ Consciousness, off of his uh, before before dot da dot cash like dollar signs two dollar signs hip hop album two thousand fifteen. Um, this one is called Christ Conscious. Enjoy. Mother. Mother. Sucker. Yeah. Oh, this is what you want, huh? Microphone checker, keep that grip tight like my Smith and Wesson. I quit the mic, which nigga tryna turn up. Hit you with the hurtful fucking truth like Sojourner. Motherfucking microphone eater, spitting hot shit, hit your dome with the heater. Wouldn't wanna be a dish lyrical for heaters. Got dragon balls like my name was Vegeta. 
motherfucking super duper swankin' Niggas still hatin' pigs, run them for the bacon Take them to the slaughterhouse, said we bout to order out Tell them we the badass motherfuckers that they heard about Yes, I guess the word is out, we comin' for the top dollar Top rock baller, since I popped my collar Niggas say they hit us, they ain't never shot nada Me, I'd rather not snitch up on my own problems Cause I'm a microphone killer Especially when my head is gone off that liquor Especially educated, heavily medicated Give me that beat and I'll put you next to Dilla Flow sweeter than vanilla Tell these haters be the Kent Jackson thriller I'm the nigga that you see when you in the mirror Say my name five times, this what I deliver This some motherfucking nuke that I'm dropping The world in my pocket, duke you out the continent Always drop hot shit, Toroidal flow keep constant And I won't stop till I reach Christ conscious Nigga, 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 nigga So that was Joey Badass. Um, he is also in. I don't know if y'all have seen him in um, Mr. Robot. He he's like the uh, protector thug dude. He uh, you'll see it. Just watch. I don't want to say anything. Give it away because I feel like there's a lot of people who haven't seen Mr. Robot who need to see it. Um. So anyway, that was Joey Badass. Um, that actually, that song, uh, I was playing it one because I love it. Um, I've I've really been, like I said, digging Joey Badass. Like so, typically on my Spotify, whenever I run, I'm listening to rap music. I don't know exactly why. Um, I I'm not like a hip hop guy. I haven't been like listening to hip hop my whole life or anything. Like if any, if anything. I've only gotten into it really in the past mm, maybe 10 years. I probably started listening to Wu-Tang Clan um, senior year in high school. So, which I've gone, you know, I've been out of high school 10 years. So, I really, I don't know what it was about like Wu-Tang. Um, <clears throat> I really felt like it was kind of punk in a way. It was like a punk I could relate to, kind of more urban um, I don't exactly know, but like the way I, whenever I grew up, it, it like almost spoke to me. It gave me like, uh, I felt it. It was kind of a weird, it's, it's weird to say, but like skateboarding or something, you know, you get, you get in from like a, you're all beat up and tired from a night of skateboarding. Uh, and I was never very good. So I fell all the time. Um, I would, you know, you'd sit down on the couch, drink, 
water and like i just think of like listening to wu-tang clan you know or something so it was like for some reason i could oddly relate um where am i going with that oh okay so let me jump into this next segment i get to rambling sometimes before i drop what the segment's about um and it it doesn't make sense out of context but so um how does the art you consume define you is my question uh it was interesting because especially with young ears around the house now um the music that i'm listening to you know you kind of have to start questioning uh just how what you expose your kids to what you allow them to see what you allow them to consume um what is uh broadcasted to them because uh it's it's interesting you can't necessarily turn off your hearing you can't turn off your sight um so if an image pops up on a billboard or in a magazine or on a computer screen you can't unsee the image your brain instantly grabs it processes it and it's in it's in there you know so you have to be careful with your kids uh around the house and with the music and everything and and it's um it's difficult for me because i'm so used to anyway that's a different i guess that's a different topic but so now that i'm having to do this i'm having to like relook at art and relook at uh different you know things that i consume and listen to um and it really was personified in music uh with me with my kid is it's like okay what what do i let them listen to and what do i not let them listen to and what is what is it too young to listen to it and what is the overall effect and um defect of it or the uh benefit to it of of exposing your kids to different things so i really got to think about specifically with punk music um rap music dungeons and dragons and football you might think that those are barely connected but they all fall under the same question for me so like with punk music i i remember pretty young listening to no fx and uh Blink-182, and there was a couple other bands, Green Day, um, and, you know, everybody that's, like, a real punk head, you know, like, really into punk is going to be, like, rolling their eyes like, you didn't listen to real punk or whatever, but um, there was a few other bands I just can't think of off the top of my head that I listened to that I would say were kind of that genre, and I was listening to it pretty young. Um, The first album... I ever remember buying was Third Eye Blind, self-titled first album. And um, I remember listening to that thing on repeat. And now if I listen back on some of those songs, I'm like, did fourth grade Dexter, who is listening to that album on repeat in his room, did that kid understand uh, the euphemisms and the metaphors and the you know the lingo did i understand what they were talking about or did i just like the music for some other reason um 
And the same thing goes with like rap. I was listening to Eminem in fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, that's when he was coming out, and I had MTV, you know? I had a radio, so I knew who this dude was, and I listened to him a lot, and I really enjoyed his music from early on. Um, some of his stuff is very explicit, and like, even like listening to it now, or even listening to it then, it was so aggressive and um, abrasive that it was kind of like, I don't know, I almost felt rebellious listening to it or something. But, so... It it makes me wonder like when my kid starts going for different types of media, am I going to how how am I the judge of of how important? Because I would say listening to Eminem early on was really important for me. Listening to um, I think it was the Marshall Mathers LP, and then. Uh, I can't remember. I got another one. And see, this is what's crazy. Is you can't keep your kids from listening to this stuff. I mean, we're talking 15 years ago. Before the internet was really the internet. uh, We were getting burned CDs. I was getting burned CDs. We were like trading them in class. And trading them at lunch. I mean, there was nothing we hadn't heard. You know? And that was years ago. And now the kids have Instagram and Facebook. Forget about it. They're seeing whatever they want to see. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, I don't exactly know where I'm going with that. But <coughs> um, how how does that define you? I mean, I see a lot of people, When it's really interesting to see when people get on gym kicks, like going to a gym or trying to get their fitness up. Because they start carrying themselves different. They start wearing athletic clothing a lot more. Because you, your body feels better. So you just want to wear comfortable clothing. Um, and the, their amount of selfies that they take goes through the roof. Um, their Instagram posts like go through the roof. They're constantly flexing. And it's all great. But it's interesting. Like what What is it that defines you... Um, and what does that say about you? Like, do you choose the things you enjoy? Um, Sunday, you know, football. I don't really get anything out of it. I do enjoy watching it. I find the suspense. I see the suspense. I I enjoy uh, the athleticism, and it's exciting. It's. I mean, I get all of that. It's those guys are amazing athletes. Uh, the production of it is like really through the through the roof. I mean. With the replays that they're doing and stuff now, it's like crack. Uh, it's like crack cocaine for an adult male. You see that, and it's just like instantly you're sucked in, you're drawn in to football. But do you get to choose to enjoy football, or is it something that you're like born into that you don't have an option of enjoying or not enjoying? You know, um, I've heard this with like uh, music. They like they say that <clears throat> if you grow up listening to Chinese music. It's a different scale than like European based musics, which you know have a different scale than Oriental music. And so they say if you grow up hearing one scale, it's very difficult for you to hear the other scale. Or it classify you hear it differently. You don't hear the same melodies the same way. Um, I think in a 
Oh, where was I going with that? The melodies. Do you choose? Oh, so how much of that, how much of what you enjoy today is based off of what your parents were telling you you enjoyed when you were like in kindergarten? Hey, you love the Dallas Cowboys. Why do I love the Dallas Cowboys? Because I love the Dallas Cowboys. Why do you love the Dallas Cowboys? Because they're my favorite team. And then, you know, a lot of parents or guys, whenever you really start growing them, they start telling you about specific players and about specific decades and the time that they went to the Cowboys Stadium with their dad and saw a football game. They tell you all these different things. <coughs> but how much of that did they did they choose to enjoy? You know, or like so what I'm wondering is is how much of art and well, sciences and religion and anything, all of this information that we take in, um, how much does that impact what we enjoy about the world, about the the stuff around us, about what we're doing around us, um, and and what what does it mean? What if we could choose to enjoy certain things? Like for instance, running is one of these things for me. I've never been a I'm. I'm still not. I'm hoping to reach my peak, my like absolute, you know, when I'm planning on setting all my personal records, it's going to be when I'm 40 probably. Um, I'm not a very good runner. Uh, I'm, I'm slow to get better. I'm, I'm not fast to begin with. But for me, that's one of those activities that I choose to enjoy or I chose to enjoy it for a long time. Just said, no, I'm going to go out for a run. I'm going to choose to enjoy it. And now I really do enjoy it. Now I go out for a run and it's like, oh man, this is just, it's just something. Now I enjoy the nostalgia of it. Now I enjoy the fact that I run often. I know what my body's going to do and I kind of know how I'm going to feel. And sometimes I feel worse and I have to, I start wondering why, why am I feeling worse on this run? And sometimes I feel better and it's like, why do I feel better? You know, it's, it's an exciting, enjoyable experience, but what if we could choose what we enjoy as far as the art that we're consuming? Um, I have Dungeons, 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 Dungeons and Dragons and football. So one of my neighbor who I'm probably going to have on here, or my old number, neighbor now, that I'm going to have on sometime soon, he was uh, heavily uh, involved in the YC3 the comic-con in amarillo recently i didn't get a chance to make it out there because we were moving i was packing all my shit up but uh i heard it went really well i talked to him about it several times he said it went way better than it did last year they're continuing to grow i'm hoping to eventually have him on but all that to say um when he one day we were just sitting outside i was probably drinking a beer water in my yard or something and he came over and we got to talking and we were talking about fantasy football and he kind of said something to me that had never made sense but I thought was absolutely hilarious but he said that fantasy football is essentially Dungeons and Dragons for jocks so the way that fantasy football is set up it's the same as Dungeons and Dragons. I might be getting this wrong. Sometimes I'm not very good on my terminology. He might have been talking about a different game, but I'm pretty sure it was Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and he explained it to me, and he was like, yeah, we're all playing the same game. And it was one of the times that it was it dawned on me because, you know, 
we are all classified in different ways, but we're all playing the same game ultimately. We all want to, you know, nerd out on whatever we want to nerd out on. And there's things that people get silly about um, that are silly things. I mean, you, you don't get to pick your hobbies, right? You don't get to pick what you really enjoy. Um, <clears throat> let's see. All that to say. See, I have, like, politics and religion are artistic and dynamic in nature. I have that written down, but I'm not sure where I was going to go with it. And we're hitting 40 minutes. So I think I'm just going to jump into my next song and then um, probably do one more segment and then wrap it up. So my next song to stick within the same. So uh, to to really wrap that up, how does me listening to that Joey Badass song, um, I, I feel like it makes me run faster. It gives me a deeper perspective on what religion is what being um i mean it's just it's there's so many layers i I don't know too much to go into but i really enjoy running to it so anytime i hear that music it makes me want to run more so ultimately the way that it affects me and defines me is that it turns me into a runner so I think that's kind of a, an overall benefit. Um, and it makes me less squeamish. So uh, all of that to go into my next song, which kind of plays back into the Christ conscious motif with Modish Yahoo, which I don't think he was a Messianic Jew, but he was he's very Jewish. And this is from his Live at Stubbs 2005 release, um, which uh, Austin is an awesome place. I haven't ever got, I haven't gotten to see a band at Stubbs yet, but it's on my list to do it. Evidently, it's a pretty small venue. Um, but this song is called King Without a Crown. Uh, check it out. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> To know you please wanna be close to you Yes, I'm so hungry You're like water for my soul When it gets thirsty Without you there's no me Or the end that I breathe Says sometimes the world is dark And I just can't see With the demons run all around To bring me down to negative But I believe Yes, I believe I see that I believe I'm sending my home to feed Won't be brought down on one knee I'll fight with all of my might And get these demons to flee Hashem's rays fire blaze Burn bright and I believe Hashem's rays fire blaze Burn bright and I believe Out of darkness comes light Twilight unto the heights Crown heights you're burning through the twilight So to thank you to my God And I finally got it right Now I fight with all of my heart And all of my soul And all of my might And what's this feeling My love will river Holding the ceiling Giving myself to you Now from the essence of my being And I sing to my God Songs of love and healing I want Mashiach now Time it starts revealing What's this feeling My love will 
myself to you now from the essence of my being And I sing to my God songs that I've been feeling I want my shiok now yeah. Stripping away the layers and reveal your soul You gotta give yourself up and then you become whole You're a slave to yourself and them don't even know Wanna to live the fast life but your brain moves slow If you're trying to stay high, you're bound to stay low You want God but you couldn't inflate your ego You're already there, then there's nowhere to go Your cup's already full, then it's bound to overflow If you're drowning in the waters and you can't stay afloat Ask Hashem for mercy and I'll throw you a rope Looking for help from God, you'll say he couldn't be found Searching up to the sky, looking beneath the ground like a king without his crown You keep falling down And I really want to live But can't get rid of your frown You're trying to reach up to the heights And bound down, bound on the ground Giving up your pride Then you heard a sound Out of night comes day Out of day comes light And all I find to the one Like sunlight in a ray Make room for his love Hope for your gun blaze Making room for his love And a fire gun blaze What's this feeling? My love will remove hole in the ceiling Give myself to you now From the essence of my being And I sing to my God Songs and love and healing I want my shiak now Start revealing what's this feeling My love will the skylight in the ceiling Give myself to you from the essence of my being And I'll sing to my God Songs of love and healing Yeah, 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 yeah school because I moved from North Carolina to um, Amarillo and my scene kind of changed like my friends in North Carolina I mean we didn't really I don't think we really ever went to church unless we were like forced to go and um, I listened to like Dispatch and Jack Johnson and um, hmm, who else Fish we were listening to Grateful Dead uh, Led Zeppelin, that kind of stuff. Um, and then whenever I moved from there to Amarillo, really my only friends were church friends. And they listened to a lot more church music or, you know, they just had like a slightly different 
um, like taste or whatever, but we were all kind of getting into this new stage of music together. And it was like uh, Bob Marley and Ben Harper, and which granted some of this is carryover. They, so it was like stuff I was getting into in North Carolina and they were getting into here as well. So we were all kind of like developing and growing towards this the taste in music. Anyway, so whenever I got here, um, I, we were constantly, I was constantly on the listen for like new music or it was like kind of part of the way I defined myself as like a interesting person is okay i knew a lot about music so i had to continually be listening to new stuff just so i so i didn't look like an idiot whenever i came in contact with um i guess it was like pre-hipster culture it was kind of a i don't exactly know how else to describe it but um modest yahoo popped up on the scene and it was like cool because it was religious music very religious actually more religious than i've ever been uh jewish culture um especially if you're a practicing jew which modest yahoo was uh, i don't think he is anymore um at the time he was very strict and disciplined about everything that he was doing um and it was just cool to hear that kind of music. I mean, it was like cool to hear. It was very different um, than, like, than it was so genuine. Uh, it was so genuinely artistic while still being poignant uh, and about. Anyway, cool. I guess I would consider that good worship music. Um, if you have like a question uh, about what I would consider that, so. Um, Shannon was laughing at me, but I've only got 10 minutes, so I'm going to do a quick, uh, last segment. Um, but Shannon was laughing at me. I was going over this podcast with her before I, before she went to bed and, um, I came across this phrase and she was like, called me a dork, but I'm going to say it anyway, cause it's my show. It's not her show. Um, so I'm fundamentally a non-fundamentalist. I feel like any time I come in contact with a fundamentalist, even if it's something that I agree with or believe in or want to believe in, uh, I end up being turned away from it. Uh, so, for instance, if you meet like a scientist and they say like staunchly, no, we know exactly what everything is. We have science. It's like, bitch... Science changes by the day. There are new discoveries by the day. So if anybody tells you that they know exactly what's going on, they're full of shit. Because we don't know. I mean, we 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 think we have a pretty good idea. And there are people who are way smarter than me. I say we as in like the human race. You know, I'm not saying me. Um, but there are people that are figuring things out. But they're constantly surprised. And, and science... Um, I've got a phrase I'm about to use here. Um, so anytime I come in contact, and then the same thing goes religiously. Whenever I come in contact with somebody who's who's saying um, <clears throat> that they know exactly what the Bible's saying, um, in like a very fundamentalistic, like deterministic type way, uh, it's very off-putting. But I find myself 
arguing to the science person, uh, like a religious argument, and a science argument to the religious person. I'm like against both fundamentalists. You know, I don't find I don't feel like truth is ever found in like a fundamentalist stance on anything really. Um, I I feel like so often in times like this is this is what I'm trying to do. Um, this is what I consider like maturing. Or what I'm trying to con- consider maturing is being able to honestly view a situation from a different perspective. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this is the the true thing that separates humanity from everything else is <clears throat> the ability to empathize, but also to develop empathy in a tool type way to where you can really elevate your own perspective and perception by pretending that you're viewing it from somebody else's perception or perspective um but uh i i believe that that's fundamentally religion's role in humanity and in the bigger picture is sharpening your empathy tool your ability to um, view a problem or a situation from a different angle. Uh, now, I'm not exactly sure where I was going with that, but here's my line that I was kind of excited to get to, is science is not done advancing, and neither is religion. Uh, both are Both should be dynamic. They are dynamic in nature. It is a unfolding story. To where you can look back and all you see is constant progression through the ages. Like, like for instance, there's this resurgence of flat earth theory. Which I watched, um, you know, Eddie Bravo is, he's constantly on Joe Rogan's podcast. I follow him on uh, Instagram, but he's this badass jujitsu guy who does these amazing things. I mean, like, watching him do jujitsu is is like is really trippy because you see him this dude is like it's it's almost i don't know he's just really quick he does really he moves unorthodox ways but he just completely can control somebody's body um but you should watch he has a a a match like he he faced one of the Gracies and he he beat one of the Gracies. That's really where he got his name. But anyway, he's friends with Joe Rogan. But he's a flat earther and he said, "Hey, go watch this video." So I was watching it just to see like what this guy was talking about or what his proofs were for um, the Earth being flat. And the the like what his tactic was in this YouTube video was he was going back and he was just showing you oh. So this is what you heard is right. But here are these other things, these other informations that were suppressed that you never got uh, exposed to. And look at look at these experiments and look at how they're right. And he's trying to prove that the earth is uh, flat over round. And to give the guy credit, it's very entertaining. Like, it really is. Like, these videos, um, if you're conspiratorially minded or you really enjoy it, I mean, if you view it as a work of fiction, it's brilliant. I mean, he, this dude is like, is doing some 
I mean, it's really entertaining to watch how he spins all this stuff and intertwines it. But um, what what it calls into effect or into um, question is the progression, the ladder at which we've built knowledge. So it's saying, how can you know anything is true if this might not be true and this might be, not be true? But I don't actually believe that that's how science or religion, for that matter, um, works. Uh, I think you can – anytime you go to the past and you try to define what you currently know based off of how it was discovered, it's um, it's a little – dangerous i feel like anytime you do that with anything so like for instance if i'm um looking up stuff on the bible so um i've grown up my whole life going to church and i spent a lot of time reading the bible in high school and not to say that i've ever been um you know whatever i mean um next level christian i don't i don't exactly know what i'm trying to say but um on the end i don't know i i've studied a lot and i'm really interested in it so uh i've read a lot of c.s lewis books and i listen to several christian podcasts and all this different stuff and i i really enjoy getting information from certain people but then there's other times i'll hear uh either a preacher or just a speaker and when they come through they're just coming through um, I don't know, man, in a, uh, in like a almost too simplistic manner, it, it's almost like, of course we know this, of course we know this, and they're going to try to tell you that they know exactly what they know, but man, there's a lot of layers to the Bible, and I... I feel guilty about it, but I feel like you should – you almost can't even say you've read the Bible until you can read it in its original text within its original historical context, which is very difficult to do. You have to go to seminary school or you have to like become a Bible scholar, which is difficult. I mean like you actually have to be very intelligent to be able to learn all that stuff. And, and I'm not saying everybody needs to do that or anything, but it's just uh, – I don't know. It's something I I can't really um, handle, you know, and it's the same thing with science. You know, whenever uh, people are saying that they know how the universe and the solar system fundamentally are, work, whenever we don't really know that much about it. I mean, we're still sending probes everywhere. We're still looking into space. We have telescopes. Like, we have these huge huge telescope projects like china's doing one and i'm sure that the u.s is doing one i've heard plans that they plan to do it on the far side of the moon because the moon would shield the satellite dishes from um earth's radio like radio waves and you'd be able to get more clear pictures of like radio from radio telescopes on the far side of the moon crazy shit they wouldn't be doing all that stuff if we knew everything about space you know, or if or if we had all this stuff as dialed in and as figured out, like what a black hole is, or what, how can these supernovas explode and collide, and all of these these galaxies? What is the force that's causing them to spin? 
Um, is it just is it a super dense gravity field in the middle? And is it gravity the same way that we think of gravity on Earth? And how does and I mean all these questions maybe are easily answered by a physicist. I can't answer them. Uh, so there's still questions I have, but <clears throat> if we had all the answers, we wouldn't be building all of these all of this advancement and tech we wouldn't be using this advancing technology to look deeper uh, into everything around us, not only further out into space, but deeper into inner space. And see, I think that that's really where the spot where religion and science could really do well to both acknowledge, hey, we're a progressive, dynamic institution. Can, can we work with your institution to possibly understand the human experience? Because that's the thing. There is a scientific physical world, but then there is also this other thing that is the human experience, which is not scientific at all. Um, consciousness has not been explained scientifically. No, They refer to it as the hard problem. They don't know what the fuck is going on with it. I mean, scientists don't. Um, religious institutions, different schools and uh, sects and um, denominations... And all out religions, completely different religions, um, all say fairly similar things about um, an ex their explanation for a the human experience. So maybe the human experience the human experience is something that is so subjective and object well not really objective but subjective to the viewer that I think it would be very difficult to to define consciousness the human experience in scientific terms because it's so ethereal it's like uh otherworldly almost it exists literally in another world inside the brain which nobody understands how it works and how it projects this conscious experience um so if you could combine the scientific pursuit of knowledge true knowledge saying we're going to look at something and we're going to take the hard facts and not delude them and not make them say what we want them to say. Um, if you can take that aspect of science and you add it with the acknowledgement that the human experiment or experience is largely undefined and undefinable and that these two worlds can exist separately but while still acknowledge each other like or they can they can exist together and still present separately i don't exactly know what i'm trying to say there that's uh it's difficult to try to formulate that i don't have that written is basically what i'm saying so um progress towards a more complete picture that's what science and religion should both be about and that's why i am ultimately against fundamentalists um is there's there should be, there should always be a um, striving to open the door, to gain new knowledge, to change the things. So one of the biggest complaints on the fire department that um, that I hear from from the guys on the ground to the higher up to everybody, and it, it's like so common, like I, we've always heard it is, it's very difficult. 
to to enact change on in any culture really i mean i think that you could probably go to a, any ceo and say how do you create change within the office they're going to say wow it's really difficult to change pe- how people do things right but the in order to advance now like i use specifically firefighting because it's what i'm familiar with but to advance the art of firefighting to say how do we more professionally put out a fire uh, and increase the survivability of not only ourselves but especially the victim how can we create a, the most survivable scenario for that person wherever they are and um, objectively look at that situation and approach it with imagination and an uh, like an acknowledging of the science or whatever you say like that, you know. But if you do that, then every we're all working towards the same goal, which is fixing the problem, not really how to fix the problem. If that makes sense. Um, so shifting culture and different things like that um, should they you should be able to it, it should be a dynamic um, because that's the human experience. I mean, I'm literally sitting in a different house than I was a month ago. It's I it's dynamic. You move, you change things, narratives and strings of narratives that we live around and that we live through change over the year it's a progressive narrative uh, and that's i think what religion and religious texts such as the bible and there's others that they teach us is that it's a progression it's the human experience is an unveiling as unrolling it's a development it changes there's there's new things that happen and the possibility of new things and all of that to say, like I've current, like recently, I've just been feeling, you know, really blessed with um, moving houses, um, moving into a new house. It was, it, and then the house that we moved into wasn't the first pick that we had, but now looking back on it, it might have been our best possible option. It's, uh, I'm loving this house and. Uh, so it was like one of those things where something we were kind of forced to do turned into possibly the best way of doing it. So I've just been feeling really blessed recently and, um, I have also been listening to some preachers on the radio whenever I get in the car to run errands or something, I'll turn it on. And I hear so many of them like preaching that, you know, to like there will be a paradise later in life or like you know you can you can strive for paradise once you die um and it's so depressing to me whenever i hear those i'm like sitting there like man how does anybody take hope from this and um i don't know i just i really feel like what i've been hearing like feeling and experiencing in my life is that now is the blessing and we have the choice in how we engage with it um and do we do you hoard blessing when it comes to you or or do you give it away or do you um harness it or like i don't exactly know i mean it's 
one of those things where like hearing this is like, man, the blessing to me at least is now. Um, if you're a, an hour and seven minutes into this, I appreciate you. Um, I'm, I've really been enjoying doing this podcast. Uh, I hope you're getting something out of it. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, and now is the blessing. I feel like, uh, I feel like if I start living my life that way each day, um, just start off in a thankful place, which this is what's funny is I feel like science, psychology, religious people, I've been hearing this my whole life from people in a religious sense saying, look, wake up. First thing you do is you just be thankful. Think, be thankful for the person laying next to you in bed. Be thankful for the person that's that you're sharing a house with. Be thankful for your dog. Be thankful for the breath that you're breathing or the fact that you can think the thought that you are thankful, you know? Like acknowledge all of these different blessings before you even get out of bed, before you start your day. And then whenever the asshole cuts you off in traffic, uh, maybe it's not that big of a deal, you know? Maybe you realize, hey, at least I'm not as in a rush as that guy, you know? Um, that Let that be a lesson to you. If you're cutting people off in traffic, don't do that shit. But, um, so, and then the last, okay, so I'm going to end it right here. This is going to be my last little, I'm going to throw out a thank you to Steward Construction Services. So one of my, um, one of the guys I'm on the truck with, um, was, is friends with these guys or I I don't know if they did work with them or they're just friends or they know each other. I don't know. Didn't really get the full story, but he was just basically like, hey, let's run over here. These guys invited us. Let's take the truck over. And um, I guess it was just to enter in a, into a drawing. They were having a drawing for like customer appreciation. I guess I think that they built like a new barn and shop area out there. It was real like looked brand new. It was real nice looking. And uh, they, I, th- I guess it was their offices. Maybe they built new offices and. They're having like kind of an open house thing, and uh, we went by, dropped our names in a couple of buckets, and lo and behold, it's my lucky day, probably contributing to me feeling blessed overall. I win a uh, like a SOG, um, like capital S, capital O, capital G, um, like shovel, hatchet, uh, machete set thing, so. Super cool. I, I'm going to go pick it up tomorrow. And uh, I needed a camp shovel. Uh, actually, there's sometimes where some of the places I go camping, you have to dig a hole to, and poop in it. And I've never had a good pooping shovel, you know, and now I have one. And I'm super psyched about it. So if you give me something for free, I'm going to give you a shout out on the podcast. That's how it's going to work. Um, and tell your friends that. So if anybody's still listening, tell your friends. If you give me some free shit, you get a you get a shout out. All right, and <clears throat> excuse me for my last song of the evening, closing the podcast out. It's gonna be um, I I believe I've played this song in a previous episode, but I'm gonna play it again because it's a dope song. But it's from the National, is the name of the band. 
Um, it's off their album Boxer 2007. iTunes has that as an alternative punk. So to go back to segment number one, what is uh, what is in a genre, right? So um, this is a song called Fake Empire. I hope you enjoy it. And until next time, peace. Stay out super late tonight Picking apples, making pies Put a little something in our lemonade And take it with us, we're half away In a fake empire We're half away in a fake empire Tiptoe through our shiny city With our diamond slippers on Do our gay ballet nights Bluebirds on our shoulders We're half awake in a fake empire We're half awake in a fake empire Everything at once